in what should be a lovely old school tonight. Uh, all my rowdy friends are here. Uh, so of course, check out uh, uh, Franny on Bitration Room. That's in our podcasting network, okay? And on pretty much all of our shows. And uh, <laughs> Maz, we're gonna, look, we're gonna start on the, we're not gonna really start. We're gonna talk about the, the showing of crotches and the fondling of crotches, etc. of the Republicans. Okay. And that's, it makes mm. it even more uh, awkward. Unappetizing. Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene's <laughs> involved, Lauren Boebert's involved, uh, John Fetterman jumps in the middle. Lots to talk about, okay? Uh, and we'll get to all those crotches. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 the, and of course, a deeper meaning behind it, as, as we often do. Uh, of course. But before we do that, uh, when I was getting to uh, Maz, um, I realized, Maz, you're double famous now in our household. Uh oh, what did I do? Okay. So I told you before that uh, we watched Descendants. Yeah. Right? So you're Jafar, right? Yes. In, in Descendants. Yes. Uh, and, um, and so I told my kids that I, I knew you then, and they're like, I don't believe you. Um, and I'm like, no, no, I, Maz, I actually know. Yeah. Well, it's like I kid around all the time. Like I met Alec Baldwin once, and I was like, "Oh, I know that guy. It's a joke, right?" I'll wear the I'll wear the turban if I have to, <laughs> if it helps you. No, no, it, no. you don't need it anymore right. because the other day uh, they were watching. Is it cake? Yes. <laughs> I was a judge. Oh, that's right. No, that's amazing. Yeah, now yeah. I have to watch. That stuff is harder than it looks. It really is um, because the, the, when there's a clock, you know, they, I don't know for people that don't, don't watch it. Basically, they have a real item and a cake. So they've got like a, a high top, like a like a Jordan Air Jordan high top, and then they've got a right. cake version of it, and you're. You know, 30, 40 feet back, and you're with two other judges, and you have 10 seconds to go, that's real, that's cake. And so you go, your instinct right away, you go, oh, that's clearly fake. And then you look, you're like, wait a minute, no, that, that looks real. And then by the time you get it done, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks. Okay. 40 feet back. See, that's not fair. I feel like they're doing you dirty in the, in the edit and production on that. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating, probably like five feet back, but still, it's still hard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was, it was, no, it was far. It was far. <laughs> no, so I, I saw it with them. Okay, so, uh, so let me break down like the Zapruder film. What happened? Oh yeah. As we were watching. Sure, please. Okay, so first off, they are really far. Second of all, I said to the kids, man, that's not a lot of time, man. It's kind of hard to figure that out. Okay, uh, but the main reason I'm telling you all that is to excuse Maz uh, not noticing. One of the most egregious non, like one of the most egregious cakes of all time. Okay, which one? Which one? Okay, so the sneaker one that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, do you feel like? Do you feel like after you saw the sneaker one, you were like, oh man, that was an obvious mistake. Yeah. You know, I think what happened was it, I saw it and I was like, that's fake. And then there was a little bit of back and forth, and I go, no, but that's real. And then it was one of those where once we said real, I was like, no, it's fake. You know, it's, it's the <laughs> clock and the buzzer had already gone. So it was too late. Um, and yeah, I played that back. I couldn't sleep for a week. I about, knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why he gave the self conscious answer about five feet, 40 feet. He's, yeah. He's worried about his performance as a judge on is it cake? It was like losing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Exactly uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because, of course, Maz is overall right. I watched the first season with the kids and the family and stuff, and then they turn on episode one. I'm like, okay, I got it. It's it's cake. It's not cake. I got it right. But then I see Maz as the judge. I'm like, that's a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. And my, yeah. And my kids are like, uh, yeah, sure, Dad. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, no. Remember Jafar from Descendants? They're like, uh huh. 
yeah, sure, <laughs> okay. But what's great about that, Maz, is that it's not that basically what they're saying is they think you're too big for me to actually know you in person. Right. Yes, which definitely. is nice, right? Yeah, of course. Like, he, let them keep believing that. I'm gonna if they, if I ever see you in, in public with the kids, I'll be like, "Who are you? Again? I don't know who you are." Yeah, keep walking. You yeah. keep walking. I'll just I'll just play along. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, you know who I think I am? I'm Jafar. <laughs> I was thinking for Halloween of dressing in a uh, like like a Lakers uh, outfit and and Jafar and be Kareem Abdul Jafar. Ooh, that's really good. Huh? That's really good. And then when I run into you, you could be like, I don't know who you are. I'm who like, are you? no, but kids, I really do know Kareem Abdul Jafar. I really You do. never want to do those concept, those. The concept Halloween costumes are always, I think, really tough because there's always one person who gets it. And then you spend the rest of your night or day just explaining, no, it's like Kareem Abdul. And they're like, mm hmm, yeah. <laughs> I, I was Cardi RBG, like Cardi B and RBG at the same time, which honestly I thought was a great outfit. <laughs> and only a couple, I didn't even write it on the back of the robe and only a couple people got it. And that wasn't even the worst Halloween costume I've ever had that was conceptual. Don't even get me started on the worst political Halloween costume. If you want the biggest nerd at the Halloween party to be like, hey, what's up, I get it. Don't dress up like a con, like a political concept, people. I've learned. I'm telling you now. So I did. You will too. Coming out, I forget which year it was, but coming out of the pandemic, I got a panda outfit and a Mick Jagger mm -hmm. mask, and I was going around going like, "Look, who's this?" And first of all, the mask was one of those paper masks, so a lot of people were like, "I can't tell." I was like, "Who's the lead singer for the Rolling Stones?" They go, "Mick Jagger." I go get okay, some Mick, and then the outfit, and they were like, "Mick Panda." I'm like, no, it's pandemic, pandemic. And they couldn't get it. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> but it, like, but Maz is my old uh, English teacher used to do. He just puts out his hand. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, you're reaching, you're reaching. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, but by the way, I love that. That's creative. Uh, and. Uh, I, here's the political outfits I've gone as. I, I've gone as Bob Dole, a little politically incorrect. Uh, but speaking of politically incorrect, um, especially the way I played him, um, I went as Long Dong Silver uh, because of the Clarence Thompson Anita Hill hearings. Mm. And he, uh. his name had come up, and it was like huge in the well, if you will, in the headlines back in the day. That's going to lead us to the crotch conversation in a minute. But yeah. um, and uh, because the, like. It was an allegation that Clarence Thomas liked watching Long Dong Silver. Wow. Okay, which was the name of one of the porn, uh, the oh gentleman God. porn actors back in the day. Okay. Yeah. And so that, uh, that costume also could be considered an important. Uh, and, and one day, this is not about politics, it was about news. I love to do news outfits even before I was in news. So I went as. Um, I think I was Monica Seles and Day was Gunta Parcha, or I was Gunta Parcha and he was Monica Seles. Extra credit for anyone who could remember. No, not Monica Seles. That was the the stabbing thing. The stab, nice. That was Monica Seles. It was it? Monica Seles. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Monica. I'm. So who were you? Because I feel like you like the the hair you need for Gunter Parcha is incredible. Like. Just like the comb over, but back here. 
<laughs> I don't even remember. So He's got a while in it, huh? I don't remember his picture, but you know what, Marisa, if you could pull that up, uh, Gunther Parcher picture, that would be amazing. And also, uh, if you could get the National Hot Dog Day video, because I right before we sat down, found out that Moss has not seen it, and that's just, you gotta see that. I wanna see it. Yeah, and, uh, and so, uh, I think I was Monica Sellis, because I remember taping, uh, a plastic, like a broken plastic knife on the back of my jacket. <laughs> okay, and I was carrying a tennis racket. And then, and Dave's like, wait, I wanna get in on the action. That's like an awesome outfit. Dave Kohler, who also works here, we co-founded the company. And uh, and Dave loves tennis. And he's like, you're Monica Sellis? <laughs> and he's like, I'll be going to Parcha. Okay, I'll just Fantastic. follow you around. Like, uh, <laughs> that's great. That's my recollection of what happened. Uh, or it was the reverse. That's how and little I remember. Did anyone get it, or was it, or, or like, do you have to explain? No one got Gunta Parcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no one or Monica's house. No one wanted to get Long Dong Silver, uh, and and people unfortunately got Bob Dole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh. One of three, not terrible. Yeah, a friend of mine who's Indian went as Admiral Stockdale. You guys remember him? I vaguely do. Yeah, wasn't he like a candidate or something? That's right. He yeah. was Ross Perot's VP candidate. Yes. And he famously said on the debate stage, they finally come to him. He's and he's sitting there in the middle between Quail and whoever, right? And and he looks dazed and confused too. And he goes. Who am I? What am I doing here? Oh no. <laughs> Those were his what? first comments. No, and he meant it as a rhetorical device, and then he explained who he was and why he was oh, there. That's funny. But since he looked like Biden pre Biden, he when he came out and he's like, Who am I? What am I doing? You're That's like, so oh funny. no, oh no, this is gonna be a disaster. Was that also the debate where was it Lloyd Benson said to uh, uh, Quayle, "I knew, I knew Jack Kennedy, and you're no Jack Kennedy." Wasn't that that? No, it was not the same debate. I think oh. Benson and Quayle were mano mano when Benson oh, yeah, said that. But that's a good mm. get. That yeah. is a real good get. Yeah. Um, and and so my friend, he's even though he's Indian, he's got brown hair. He just put like baby powder all over his hair. That's fine. And then he looks, and then he like the, had the fluffy white hair like Stockdale did. It was, it was a blast for all of us nerds, and uh, yeah. no yeah. one else got any of our costumes. No. That was when no. ridiculous candidates were seen as being ridiculous, and nobody actually would vote for them. Now we've got one running, and the other one, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. So this show brought to you, this episode of Old School brought to you by Justice is Coming, which is coming out tomorrow, which is amazing. Woo. So, in fact, I have a copy here. Here, let's do a real plug. Look at this beauty, okay? And in fact, Alyssa from the, uh, that used to produce Old School, now part of the main uh, show's team, went to Barnes & Noble at the Grove. It turns out if you live in LA, she found it. There's one copy, okay? <laughs> but the minute you buy it, it's sold out. And they got to order go. more, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and it's like, you know what? I should send that to uh, uh, Marisa too. I'll send that to you later. We'll show you the video of uh, justice is coming, being caught in the wild, okay? And as you all know, how progressives are going to take over the country, and America's going to love it. Uh, Tyt.com/justice is how you buy it. Anyway, back to crotches. Huh. Um, so. Um, I didn't know this. Uh, so we talked about uh, Lauren Boebert 
uh, and uh, and you know fondling her partner's crotch, and then he was fondling her breasts. This is in the much anticipated uh, uh, Beetlejuice performance production mm-hmm. in in Denver. Uh, and I say much anticipated because that was literally one of Lauren Boebert's excuses. She said it was the excitement from attending a much anticipated production uh. that led her to getting carried away. Mm-hmm. The worst excuse I've ever heard. Okay, sure. <laughs> like, come yeah. on, really? Yeah. I mean, Mark Sanford was more likely to be on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> to quote really old political controversies. Anyways, so we're gonna get back to those crunches in a second. Um, but meanwhile, as I'm looking at that, uh, Marjorie Taylor is complaining because the Senate changed the rules on decorum and and uh, outfits because Fetterman wanted to come in on his in his sweatshirt and shorts. And they mm-hmm. did it, which I'm actually kind of shocked by. Mm. They changed it, mm-hmm. and which I think is a good development because, look, I like that they have a little bit of you know um, seriousness, <laughs> as much as it could possibly be serious these days in Congress. But I, I also like that they're adjusting with the time, so I'm in favor of it overall. And I like that Fetterman led the charge on that. So Marjorie Taylor Greene says like, oh, this is breaks decorum. Come, Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, decorum. God. Please, I'm begging you, decorum, are you kidding me? What a joke, okay? So then I wanna read you uh, Friermo's uh, response to that, cuz it was classic. Um, and that led to the part that I did not know, and I'm curious if you guys knew it. So uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene says, the Senate no longer enforcing a dress code for senators to appease Fetterman is disgraceful, disgraceful. Dress code is one of the society's standards that said etiquette and respect for our institutions. Stop lowering the bar. Hmm. Okay, now of course you guys remember she's the person who before she became a congressperson was going around Congress just randomly yelling at people. You remember where she opens up the mailbox on the door mm-hmm. of AOC, mm-hmm. she's like, come on, come on, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now we're lowering the bar. Yeah. Okay, so Fetterman responds, thankfully the nation's lower chamber lives by a higher code of conduct <laughs> displaying a dingaling picks in public hearings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so <laughs> I didn't know Marjorie Taylor Greene held up the picture of Hunter Biden's junk, like yes. fully uncensored, and then a yes. picture of him having sex. Yeah, and that got yeah. on Fox News and TV, etc. And I know I can't be amazed anymore, so I'm not amazed. But uh, but at the same time, like look at that. That is so. Brazen in it's here. I'll put it this way a friend of mine who used to work here, Steve O, a lot of you guys remember him. Um, his girls used to uh, vie for his attention when they're tiny little kids and stuff. And they would say this they would say, Look at me, daddy, look at me, daddy, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he told us that story, that became like a thing in our friend group, right? That whenever anybody's trying too hard to get attention, we call that, look at me, daddy, look at me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Marjorie Taylor Greene holding up the picture of the penis. There is no justifiable reason for doing that. There's no policy reason, there's no strategy reason, there's no, she's just saying, please put me on TV, please put me on TV. And I'm holding up a picture of a penis. And yeah. I don't know that anything describes our current day politics better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Yeah, he, um, yeah. my friend likes to say, she's got class, but it's low. 
Um, so it's, uh, it's, it, it, I mean, the fact that the irony of it all, and it's just ridiculous. And you got to wonder at some point, I would almost think she's doing it deliberately because she does get a lot of media attention for all the outlandish stuff she says. But she honestly seems too stupid to be doing it um, out of just trying to get media attention. I think that she really believes that what she's doing is the right cause and she doesn't, she's so unself aware that she can make that statement about decorum in the clothing of the senators and not think to herself for a minute like, wait a minute, I I showed the genitals of Hunter Biden on the floor of Congress. Am I even the right person to be saying this? So she's just really bad. Yeah, and she also said things like, uh, I forgot which hearing, but we did cover it where uh, um, it was about like mask mandates and school closures and things like that in school. And she called, I believe, a superintendent who has an ad- adopted or a child by marriage, not a real mom. Yeah. Like just to her face and and had it stricken from the record effectively because everyone else on the committee called her on it and how disrespectful she was being. She's had multiple instances. She wasn't allowed on committees before Kevin McCarthy barely squeaked through and Republicans took over the house. But look here on the decorum thing, I'm just worried. I don't mind Fetterman because here's my thing about Fetterman. He's massive, like he is a big dude. That dude is like upsetting in in a suit, do you know what I mean? It's like there's some people like, yeah, okay, it's important. He needs to be in like just a big old hoodie, like that makes sense. Gym shorts, like that fits him. I feel like a suit and you're like, who's he here to kill kind of thing. <laughs> um, he's just that big and look, so so I support that. I also wanna say that Kirsten Sinema has been flouting the dress code in the Senate for a long time. Apparently you can't wear like sleeveless shirts. She does that all the time. And now I'm just worried because I don't wanna see what Kirsten Cinema, what Kirsten I wear purple wigs and like designer clothes that I then resell on Facebook Marketplace. I don't wanna know what she's gonna come to the Senate dressed as. I'm very, there's gonna be way more tutus. There's gonna, I mean, it's just like all the midlife crisis stuff, you name it, let's go. If there's, she's gonna have like, there's gonna be ass. There's gonna be like a butt crack. Uh. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna be like, but it's a red carpet. You're like, no, no. You know, I, I think it's ironic because uh, Fetterman's uh, such a populist. But uh, as you were saying, you know, him in a suit, I was thinking Kingpin. Uh, one of the Spider-Man yes, villains, yeah. right? Like I could see that. In fact, he should go as that uh, for Halloween. Uh, yes, he should. And but you know, it's kind of good to see Fetterman uh, jabbing people again. Like totally. I feel like he's doing it on the hallways of the Senate. You know, underground when they're the you know where their offices are as they're going up. They he gets confronted by reporters and he's playing around with Republicans and making fun of them. And now he's back on Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, taking shots at Republicans. That's how he got to where he is in the first place, like where he just dismantled Dr. Oz doing that. So it, it feels like, okay, it looks like he's feeling better. And, uh, and so that's super good to uh, see. Um, now, back to Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Boebert. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that a lot of times uh, guys go up to uh, Washington, both Republicans and Democrats. And the allure gets to them and they get divorced pretty quickly, right? 
Um, or they don't get divorced quickly, but they start cheating quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that piles up, piles up, etc. But now interestingly, Marjorie Taylor Greene goes, Lauren Boebert goes, they both run on family values. And the minute they get famous, boom, that's it, divorced. Uh, and you know, uh, looking for some Beetlejuice of a different sort. Yeah. Okay, the, the much anticipated production. Yeah. Um, so, but like I hate criticizing people for divorces. I think that's crazy. You do whatever the hell you want, brother and sisters, right? And uh, but it does feel a little bit connected to DC in, in not just their cases, also the guys' cases. But um, am I am I dreaming that up, or do you guys think that there's something to that? Well, I mean, it's all, look, I think individual basis too. Like you look at a guy like Eric Swalwell, who seems to be, I mean, I don't know, from the outside at least, he's got, he put, keeps putting his kids on Instagram and he seems to be happy with his family. And then you got somebody like Boebert and, and Green, who seem kind of like miserable human beings to start out with. Um, and, uh, mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean there aren't Dem Democrats who are miserable in their marriages. But these two just seemed like, I mean, from everything I'd read before, I guess Boebert's husband exposed himself to somebody. And then her uh, yeah. her son or somebody called, there was a, they called the police and said, you know, my father is being abusive. And then Boebert had to call and say, don't come. And you just, there's chaos in their family. A lot of times these, these family value type people are the worst. Because they're yes. pretending to be all family values, and deep down inside, there's a lot of issues going on. And they, again, they don't see the hypocrisy. They don't turn around. You know, it's one thing when somebody turns around and goes, "Look, my family's going through something, and whatever. You know, we somebody cheated, or somebody didn't cheat, or we're falling apart." I mean, it's, it's we honesty is preferred when something comes out and is exposed versus trying to cover it up and try to continue to seem like you're the family values person. I mean, the fact that Bobert was there groping this guy's crotch and he was groping her breasts and, and they were vaping and it was just like, I mean, that, that uh, there's 435 members of Congress. This is, one, this is four, one of, out of 300 million people, this is the best we could do. She went yeah. to a theater and started groping this guy. It's just, at some, if, I'm a, if I'm a member of Congress, no matter how turned on I am, I'm going, look, you have to hold off for a second. You know, I, I literally, I'm one of 435 of this, this you know, several yeah. hundred million. And if anybody sees this, forget that there's a camera there. I'd be afraid of somebody next to me. I, I'd want to. If I'm in public and I'm a Congress member, I want to be on my best behavior. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Thank you so much. Vote, vote Joe Brani. You know, thank you. I'm here for you. You know, <laughs> but I'm not going to be groping. But these people are just bad people. And yeah, I, uh, you're gonna have to explain your split decision over that shoe and the sneaker. Look, I know yeah. uh, that it wasn't cake, uh, I, uh, or it <laughs> I was, or whatever yeah. you yeah. chose. It's yeah. gonna be very awkward, Moz. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Like, if you are lucky enough, and that's the thing, I think it is the core of what the MAGA movement is, especially in Trump exam exemplifies this perfectly. These people are resentful of being elected officials. They don't want it. They consistently uh, like degrade their own constituents. They consistently say they don't want to do the work of, of governing and they want to be in positions of power to basically dismantle government. So in fact, it is perfectly in line and it's funny, Jane, because we covered this on Friday and we didn't even see up close the like crotch grabbing. Like right when the show ended, it was like, oh no. Because in initially I was like, gosh, that's kind of embarrassing for her that this dude's grabbing her. You know, and it was, I had like a tinge of sympathy. No, no. She was also grabbing him, but that is that's their that's their thing, man. And to your point about divorce and whatnot, I agree. I don't I really don't care. 
But for real, Christy Nome and Corey Lewandowski are having like like a ten not ten year like yeah like what since twenty well no not ten years okay so like a six year uh, uh, affair. Her husband has moved out, and they're sort of going on telling other people how to live their lives. That you know, a ten-year-old shouldn't get abortions after being raped. That you know, people shouldn't be gay effectively. That gay marriage, gay marriage is a sin, et cetera, et cetera. Shut up. So first of all, if if Moz were to be a politician and he were to run for re-election, obviously the campaign. Slogan would be Uno Mas. Of course, of course. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the. I'm ready, ready for my second term already. Okay, there you go. Okay, reelect Mas. There we go. Okay. I mean, isn't it Cuatro Mas? Cuatro. Well, now, yeah. There's no term limits. How about Mas, 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 Mas? Yeah. But anyway, okay. Yeah, with these politicians, it's infinite Mas. Yeah. So, and by the way, on that shoe, you guys overthought it. Because you thought, oh, that one doesn't look like it's cake, but they probably try and trick us into thinking it's not right. cake. Because right. the poor woman, she didn't have time to finish it. That's why I've been in okay. therapy. Jake. I'm I've telling you, I'm I've telling you, okay. it's the loss. Um, all right, back to the divorces. Look, I, I, I flat out, I'm not sure that I even think there's anything quote unquote wrong with a divorce. Like the society paints it as horrible, terrible, etc. Of course, I get the downsides. We all get the downsides, right? But hey, people are moving in a different direction, etc. Who cares? It's not our business to judge at all their lifestyles and whether that was. And how do you know that their marriage wasn't in some ways a success, right? And what does a success oh, yeah. mean anyway? And what is it your business? So the only reason I bring it up in this context is because they're making it our business, mm-hmm. right? To, to Franny's point about. Christy Nome, she literally like one of it's not like she ran on family values on this off the side of her plate, right? No, it was a central focus of her campaign. And it was like marriages between one man and one woman. And one political consultant on the side that we don't tell the one man, <laughs> but we do go to him, go to steak fries in all different states that aren't South Dakota for no apparent reason. And we also, by the way, kiss and touch each other, and and some say even fondle each other in public. So it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like a theme they're building, almost to rub our face in it. Like, ha ha, our like we didn't mean a thing we ever said, and our voters know it. And they still vote for us because we hate you and they hate you. Ha ha! Right? What's crazy? I just want to say really quickly, Jenk, we're also focusing on these like consensual things, right? When Republicans are their history is littered, Matt Schlepp, head of CPAC, fondling staffers, right? Uh, Herschel Walker and his campaign staffer. Like, the, the amount of coercive stuff, and it all stems from your attitude around your around marriage generally, around heteronormativity, being homophobic, being anti-gay and anti-trans. All of that is is combined. And let us direct ourselves to the Steven Crowder video where he berates his eight-month pregnant wife. Right, like that is the id of the Republican Party. They're disgusting perverts, uh, abusers who hide behind. The idea of family values when they're just yeah misogynistic pervs. So I've now Sorry. seen a, a couple of like Republicans and conservatives rebel against this kind of direction that the Republican Party is going in, and they are approximately five percent of the party. 
Okay, because if you're a guy who actually believed in family values and you were like, congrats, you're one of the seven who actually did. The rest of it was all just a ruse and marketing and all that stuff, right? Um, you'd be really mad right about now. Like imagine it, you, you actually meant it. And then the Republicans are like, oh, that guy who was having sex with porn stars while when it, right after his wife delivered and he had multiple affairs and raw dog and he, he's got the Playboy cover on the wall in his office and just about every terrible thing that anybody could imagine. And then here comes Lauren Boebert and here comes Christy Nome and here comes Marjorie Taylor Greene. At this point, you'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, this is the exact opposite of what I wanted. I mean, this is what we thought the Democrats were doing. And now, not only are the Republicans doing it, they're flaunting it, they're almost swinging it around like, ah, look at this, we got penises, <laughs> okay? I mean, that Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene thing is unreal to show the penis. Like, for us, it's not unreal anymore because we're all used to it. But if you were a family values guy, imagine if, like, in the 1980s or 90s, if you're old enough, a Democrat has showed a picture of a penis on TV like that, of the of let's say Reagan's son, right? No, they would have run campaigns about that for one to two decades. Do you remember when Barbara Mikulski showed a picture of a penis? <laughs> All these disgusting Democrats—they have no family values at all. Now they're like, what do they say? What's the brand? Let's go brand. Let's go family values. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning like they don't give a goddamn about them. Well, but one of the things that frustrates me is so actually two things that, that come out of that, if you will, uh, that frustrate me. One is that the Democrats don't, like 98% of the Democrats don't seem to understand this is the new reality, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or you don't like it. You've got to get attention somehow. And so if you introduce a bill or resolution or something and you do your standard press release, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares. You do a standard press conference and you go, and this is to help the people of Connecticut because we really need some extra SNAP benefits. Oh, hey, that's wonderful. I'm not making fun of that. But at the same time, you're not going to get those benefits because you didn't get any attention at all, right? So one, they don't seem to understand that that's the game that's being played. And two, all these folks that get the attention, and some of our folks on, on our side get attention as well, not doing these crazy stuff. But back in the day, I mean, AOC got attention for doing a sit-in in Nancy Pelosi's office. That's how you're supposed to get attention. And she got attention by beating one of the most powerful Democrats in the country, one of the biggest political upsets in American history. That's how you're supposed to get attention. Cory Bush got a lot of attention for sitting on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, in a political protest, and she won on that issue of tenant rights, right? That's how you're supposed to get attention. So, but for the Republicans, and unfortunately, even for the progressives these days, I just mentioned all the wonderful things they did. In you're supposed to take the attention and then direct it towards a cause, direct it towards a bill or a policy position, and go, I'm glad you're paying attention now because boy, do I have a great policy to tell you about. But I mean, I don't know if I'm being too bah humbug, but I don't see anybody doing that. It's just all self-aggrandizement. I'm gonna get more famous, I'm gonna get richer. And it's just, to me, that bothers me than 10,000 times more than any of the crotch things we're seeing. 
you know, a lot of people at the MAGA right tends to just complain, you know, the inflation's up, economy, and they just say the, the words, you know, like Biden, corruption, and they say all this stuff. And you go, okay, so what's your solution? They go, Donald Trump. And you go, what's his solution? He's like, I'll fix it. And nothing ever gets done. And so this is just in the same vein. But what's really frustrating, I think, with the Boberts getting caught and the Marjorie Taylor Greens doing what they do is the judgment that comes from them. If they were, you know, if they were the type type of people who were saying, you know, to each his own, you know, if you're gay, be gay. If you're straight, be straight. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. But they're telling people how to live, and then they're going off and doing this very distasteful stuff. They're being judgmental, and then they're going and doing exactly the same thing they're saying. For her to say Fetterman dressing in shorts is is bringing down the decorum, and then for her to do what she did, there's just absolutely no self-awareness there, and that's what's frustrating. And and if nothing else, you would hope that the adults in the room would turn around and say, you know what, let's get this numbnut off the committee. She clearly doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, she, she she shouldn't be representing anything, but they keep her on because they're afraid of that group. And so we're really in this place where I just remember as a kid, it felt like people in Congress and senators and you know they were all smart and they were doing things and they were trying to do things and maybe they're Ideology was different than what I thought, but at least they felt like, oh, they're politicians. They know how to shake a hand and get things done. These people, I mean, you know, she was a CrossFit trainer, and the other one had a restaurant with guns, and and I mean, listen, you could be smart and have that kind of stuff, but for the most part, you, I mean, I would be optimistic. I would, I, I would, when they for the first time I see them, I'd be like, oh, maybe they're actually gonna wax poetic and have some knowledge. Of, of of laws and 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 regulations and, and no they, they just get dumber and dumber and worse and worse every time I'm sure you guys have seen that one clip of Bobert asking the DC uh, I think the guy was like a councilman or something she's like did you vote to legalize urination in DC he's like no mm -hmm. I did not and she goes but now did you but you voted you meant to and he's like no I never did and she keeps going and going and going and finally the guy goes no you're talking about somebody had proposed it. But us mm -hmm. as the council members, we voted against it again. And she goes, "Okay, uh, I, 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 I rest my case." Or whatever. She just, you're like, yeah. yeah. She just wasted everyone's time for nothing. But yeah. these days, that's what. Look, guys, man, it's kind of a funny thing for me to say that I'm so disappointed in Republican voters, right? Because, like, oh yeah, they're the other side, and oh, what do you mean you're disappointed? I bet it, you're. It's a trick, like you're not actually disappointed in them, you you hate them or no, I don't hate them. Like if the only way that the hate even enters the conversation is if they start attacking us on our identities, like hey, let's ban Muslims from the country. Well, I'm gonna push back against that. But even then I don't hate them. Because I know where that ignorance comes from and where the stereotypes come from, etc. And I know that how that got into their heads. It isn't about that. It's just, but I am, and and maybe they'll find this even. This might even make them angrier. But I'm disappointed in them, and I don't mean it in the terms of like, oh, I thought you guys were really for family values, and it turns out you're not. No, look, I I, I got it. You were hypocrites on that, and you were. Come on, keep it real. You were always hypocrites on that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and we, I mean, we used to have this segment called Republican Sexcapades. Hmm. And we would literally have a story every single week of a different Republican sex scandal. And that was now like nearly 15 years ago, right? And maybe even longer. So this is their hypocrisy on that has been longstanding. No, I'm disappointed in them that they don't seem to care about 
anything substantive, mm -hmm. like something that could help their families, their lives, their community. I mean, I don't have to agree with it, but just ask for something that's gonna help you and and your own. And for, like, don't, it doesn't even have to help us. It doesn't have to help minorities. Just ask for something real. Ask for something real. Yeah. But instead, they they seem to be perfectly fine with lie after lie. I mean, Trump, we dissect it every day. But I mean, we did it again today. He's on the uh, with uh, Kristen Welker on uh, Meet the Press, and he says things that are directly contradictory. Right after each other, like one after the mm -hmm. other, right? And he'll be like, "Ah, oh, I didn't even consider uh, giving myself a pardon. We met with the lawyers, and <laughs> and they made the case for it. And you know, I heard them out, but but uh, I decided I don't know, I don't want it. So that's why I didn't even consider it for a second. No, you had a meeting with lawyers that you called about the. You just said it. You just said it, right? I mean, that's like a mediocre example. He does it a ten thousand times a day. I mean, look, this is like another tiny little example. He puts out the thing where he tells liberal Jews are destroying the country, mm -hmm. destroying America, mm -hmm. and all this anti-Semitic stuff. But in the middle, he writes Nazi N A T Z I. <laughs> like, I know it's a little thing, and spelling's not a big deal at all, but. Yeah. Your president, oh, here's another one. All, all from today, all from today. Okay. And it's, this is, my point is tip of the iceberg. That iceberg is gigantic, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, Biden's as dumb as a rock, and, and the Republicans should use the 25th Amendment against them. 25th Amendment is your own cabinet using it. It can't be Republicans. Mm -hmm. By definition, it has to be your own party and your own cabinet. And they were thinking of using the 25th Amendment against him, and some members of his cabinet even met to you to consider the possibilities. And he never looked it up. He never once asked, hey, what's the 25th Amendment? What does it say? <laughs> right? He never once asked, hey, how do you spell Nazi? Okay, like, and he never bothers to be consistent. Mm. And the Republican voters see all that and they go, yeah, I like it. Yeah, all right. good to go. <laughs> yeah, I will take it. Yeah. And I'll take it. Look, I, I just want to, not leaving, I love the idea that you guys had a weekly sexcapades thing. I wouldn't call it that anymore since so much of it is non consensual, as I mentioned, and so much of it is disgusting and exactly the type of like pedophilic, predatory behavior that Republicans always say that somehow the left is doing. Um, but I do just before we leave this want to remind everyone that yeah, Marjorie Green had an affair with a tantric sex guru yeah. that runs polyamory like tantric sex courses. Like imagine for a second, and I guess, Jenk, we don't have to get back into the, you know, you think AOC hasn't done enough and I do, but Imagine if this were AOC, just for a moment, AOC making out with, let's say even her fiance, her husband in fact, even doing the things that Bober did or having an affair with a tantric sex. Are you kidding me? That is QAnon would go nuts. Oh, That's cult-like, that's insane, that's devil worship, right? Like who knows the kinds of things that they would say, but no, it's just, no, it's fine. It's totally cool because again, and I did a whole video about this for Newsbroke back in the day, pour one out. It's okay when I do it is the actual slogan of the Republican party. It's okay when I do it. That's it, it doesn't matter. They don't even, hypocrisy is too big of a word. They don't understand what that means. They don't know that word. It's it's okay when I do it, and that's what they ascribe to. And the last thing, the reason they ascribe to that is because that's fascism, man. It doesn't matter. They don't have to be consistent. It is strongman fascistic behavior. You follow them. They they implement all of this, and they implement the truth via 
might via power, via the military, via the police. That is how they will institute that they're always right. It doesn't matter, you could point out, we'll be in the gulags going like, but you said this on this day, but NPR will be doing a balanced report as they get hauled away. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, well, we have to give fair treatment to both sides. No, man, this is what they're about. So I just feel like, I think Jenk, the feeling you're, we're all feeling is the slow dawning that like, oh yeah, this is the political ideology is I'm right no matter what. Even if I just said something that undermines what I'm saying now. Anyone who quotes God and says God told me this and God says you should be like this and God should be like that is someone who's trying to force their way of life on you. There's no compromise. And so you can't be gay, but I can do whatever I want. You can't be, you know, a woman who is, you know, even like, you know, sex out of wedlock, all that other stuff. Depending on how far they want to go with it, they mm-hmm. they tell you you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. You're a rape victim, you can't get an abortion, all of that stuff they tell you. But God told me, and that's what God told me, and and then I can go to a, a play and grope this guy or have affairs or whatever it is. And you know, they'll probably say, well, I, I, know, I, I dealt with my own God and I figured it out. And it's just a lot, a lot of mumbo jumbo and it's ridiculous. And they need to be continuously called out on their hypocrisy. And yeah. my hope as Jenk, you were saying earlier, is that some Republicans that are somewhat moderate might see this. I mean, I've heard a few people be critical of like, oh, Trump's behavior, you know, obviously he still has huge numbers, but you hear some of the Republicans going, you know, his behavior is just not the way that I believe a good Christian should be. So if you're really gonna talk that talk, at least walk the walk, live that life. But really, ultimately, it's like, leave me alone. You do you, I'll do me, you know? Yeah, and that's the great irony, of course, of their other slogan. They they always talking about freedom, and then we we go, okay, deal. Yeah, like we do you mind people being LGBTQ? That's freedom, right? I mean, it doesn't get any more freedom than that. And they're like, no, we don't want you to have that freedom. Wait, what? Freedom to make my own medical choices, right? My body, my choice. No, no, I don't want you to have that freedom. What you want the jackbooted thugs of the tyrannical government? To make decisions mm-hmm. about my life and my body, and they're like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> and then they'll turn around and the minute it affects them, they're like, "Wear a mask so you don't get an infectious disease that might kill you." Oh no way! My body, my choice. Hashtag freedom. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's it's amazing, man. And look, that Bobert thing. I mean, we talked. Franny and I talked about it on Friday on the show, but her blowing the smoke in that pregnant lady's direction. On purpose, several times. That's another mantra of the Republican Party. We don't care about you at all. Everything yeah. is about us, and it's my freedom to annoy the hell out of you. It's my freedom to disrupt the show. It's my freedom to do whatever I want. Oh, it affects you negatively. I don't care because you're not me. And maybe mm-hmm. that should be the slogan of the GOP now. I don't yeah. care because you're not me. It's the ugly American. They are the ugly American. Like this, the the, the rude person, the person who goes and embarrasses, yes. you know, the, the the stereotype. That's who they are. The, the, they yeah. it's my right to do what you know. This is my country. This is my thing. And you know, they go overseas. They go wherever, and they're embarrassing. And he's just like, oh my god! Like I can't believe that you and I come from the same place. Like there's just an embarrassment. She's a ma- they're major embarrassments to 
this the, the human it's human bees, the human species, but much yeah. less America. And, and by the way, so yeah. for all like if we happen to have Republicans or MAGA guys that are watching, guys, we admit it about our side. We tell you all the ways that the Democrats are embarrassing. We tell you about the corruption within the Democratic Party and taking the corporate PAC money and etc. We're honest about it. like Hunter Biden doesn't have any expertise in both modern art and Ukrainian gas. Right, like it doesn't take much to to be honest and to say, hey, here's their upsides and their downsides, and here's how I see it. And if a Republican came to me and said, oh, I know, they're, uh, you know, it disgusts me that they let go of family values, but they obviously have, and these guys are pigs, right? And I know that Trump's a pathological liar, but look, I hate the establishment, and he's an imperfect vessel for it. But he's attacking the establishment, and his downsides are gigantic. But I still can't stomach voting for Biden because blah, 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 whatever. Just any degree of honesty. I'll even take, you know what, I can't vote for Biden because I don't like gay people. I got taught in church to hate gay people, so I hate him and I don't like that Biden's in favor of them. So, but I see it, guys. I, I, I see that Trump's a liar. I see that he committed all those crimes. I'm gonna vote for him anyway because of X, or I want my tax cuts. I know, I know, I'm a bad guy, yeah. but it's okay. I'm like, I'll take it. I just want you to be honest for a second. And it's like, I used to get so mad during the Bush era, and there's all these videos of me yelling and screaming. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, really yeah, sounds like a foreign <laughs> thing. I was just yelling and screaming today on the rising. <laughs> so, but anyway, but back then it was about the establishment because they would gaslight the crap out of you, right? They'd be like, no, uh, Iraq is connected to 9 11. Yeah. They say that Dick Cheney says that they attacked us from the same general region as the 9 11 attackers. You're like, what the hell does that mean? The same general region. Why aren't you calling out their lies, right? Mm. And I'd get so frustrated because of the gaslighting. Now I feel like Republican voters are gaslighting us. Mm. Forget their politicians. They're they're like they're they're super. Everybody with eyes can see the Republican politicians are monsters, right? Yeah. Now, like, not every one of them. Like, okay, you like Rand Paul, whatever. I don't care about Rand Paul. Sure, like Rand Paul, right? Um, so, but but look at him. Look at the rest of them, and all was ridiculous lies. Let alone everything else. Yeah. And and now the Republican voters are gaslighting us. Go. I don't see it. I think they are for family values. I don't think Trump lies at all. Criminality. I don't think any of these people are criminals. Ken Paxton, the Lieutenant Governor of I'm not sorry, not Lieutenant Governor, the Attorney General of Texas. So flagrant. Corruption, right? Yeah. Taking the donor money, having him fix the guy, the guy fixes his house, the bribe after bribe, and he gives him all sorts of political goodies. I mean, we discussed it on the show. Over the top corruption, so bad that the conservative Republicans in the Texas House impeached them. Mm. Okay. Texas House Republicans in an overwhelming vote impeached them. And I came out here and made the mistake of giving them credit, going, hey, man, that's the first time. In a long, long time, where Republican politicians did the right thing, and what happened? Today, they mm -hmm. reversed course. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans in the Senate, because Donald Trump said he likes Ken Paxton, got scared, and they're like, "No, no, no! Corruption is great. We love criminals. He's totally acquitted." Donald Trump says he's fine. Yeah, well, of course, Donald Trump says he's fine. Donald Trump's a criminal, <laughs> right? Donald Trump yeah. has done almost the same exact corruption as Ken Paxton has. And so, and now Republican voters, and by the way, the reason they got scared was because they got scared they were gonna get primaried. 
Their mm. own voting base was like, how dare you hold him accountable? Jeez. That's our criminal. We love when he steals our money and gives it to one of his donors. We love it. Who does he hate again? He hates the Democrats and people that don't look like us. Great, we love that guy, <laughs> okay? I mean, Trump steals Cowards. from you. What's wrong with you? Bannon steals from you. Alex Jones steals from you. What's wrong with you? But no, we can't break through and the gaslighting's driving me crazy. I know. And and what's incredible also is that you know, they lob that same criticism towards Democrats. All oh, the Democrats are oh, they they're just, you know, using these communities and they never deliver. It's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you literally bald-faced bribery and stealing and just hoodwinking your entire base, but you guys aren't like taking advantage of them. You're you're just using them as pawns." No. Republicans have no respect for their own voters. They have it's just incredible to me. You know, and again, they keep on, you know, Democrat, they'll Republicans will always say about Democrats, "Oh yeah, you what have you done for the black community?" And it's like, first of all, they don't care cuz they don't want to do anything for the black community or women or anybody, but they use supposedly what they think Democrats care about against them, right? Um, which is always so funny. And you're like, you're actually stealing from people and then you empower the the corrupt people who stole. Like I I don't know, the Ken Paxton thing is like a little part of you dies when you see that because you realize and back to fascism, man, like that's how it happens. It's someone being completely above the law um, in service of your party, in service of your ideology, which Jenk, I agree, I wish they stood for something, but they don't. They're just scaremongering against what the supposed left is as if Biden were at all the left, right? And I'm, I'm curious. What happens as we go into this election cycle? You know, um, because, for example, Biden delivering on some of the you know Medicare negotiations, medic uh, pharma negotiations for Medicare. That's huge. Republicans don't want to talk about that. So are they going to get hit? Are they going to get questions? Is this going to be sort of during the town hall when you know when Trump first came into power, 2017, and and the Republicans were hearing it from their base? Do not take Obamacare away from us. We'll see, I'm curious. I feel like I don't trust what I'm currently hearing through a lot of media right now.